This, this is the Scary, scary Movie Clubcast. Live from the clubhouse, it's the Scary Movie Clubcast. My name is Amanda. Nadine. I'm Mackenzie. Megan. And tonight we watched the iconic classic, The Shining, and... I don't care what Stephen King says about it. I'm going to give it a solid 5 out of 5 ghost twins. Same. 5 out of 5. <laughs> I'll give it 5 out of 5 ghost twins. It is a consensus. 5 out of 5 ghost twins. There it is. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be going over the unsolved murder of Garrett Phillips. It's time for club salts murders. <laughs> yeah, but not really. We yeah, have not our answers. <laughs> no. I'm going to throw it over to Megan. She's going to tell us a little bit about this whole story more like a nightmare but yes it's october 24th 2011 12 year old garrett phillips was found strangled to death inside of his home in potsdam new york uh on that day he leaves potsdam high school on his skateboard at 4:52 p.m he would have arrived home i think shortly before five and we have not an eyewitness but his next-door neighbors heard commotion in his apartment. Ear so, witnesses. Ear, and ear witness. Ear witness. Um, <laughs> so his next-door neighbor was a couple who was attending Potsdam College. You know, their dinner was ready. They took their dinner into their bedroom so that they could watch TV and eat. My kind of living. That's yeah. right. This sounds way nice. The only way to eat. <laughs> and... While they were watching TV, the couple heard running and then a crash followed by silence coming from the apartment next door. And then they heard a child's voice moan for help and say either ow or no. And so after hearing this, Marissa instantly concerned. So she gets up and she goes next door and knocks on Garrett Phillips' door. And she heard a muffled noise behind the door and then a click, which was the sound of the lock being locked, which was very concerning to her. Mm. She was like, nope, this is bad news bears. And so at 5.08 p.m., Marissa calls the police to report everything that has happened. An officer arrives at 5.14 p.m. to check on the apartment. Initially, when he gets there, he listens to the door, which he doesn't hear anything. But as soon as he knocks, he can hear noises coming from inside of the apartment. Mm. And it sounds like someone's, like, walking around. While the officer is waiting for the landlord, he waits by the door. And he, during that time, is trying to get the occupant, since he knows that there's someone mm -hmm. in there, he's trying to get them to open the door for Listen, him. Listening to you tell this is stressing me out more than, like, watching a documentary. Because <laughs> I'm like... Because I know what's inside. I know. I, yeah, I know. And, like, time's wasted. I know. It's so much time has gone by already. And so the landlord finally arrives at 5.33 p.m. And he opens the door to the apartment. And that is when they find only Garrett Phillips in the apartment at this point. And he's pronounced dead at the hospital. There is another ear witness... <laughs> what we're going to call it. Um, there's a couple outside changing attire. Andrew Carranza and his girlfriend, Sharon, sorry, and his girlfriend, Shannon Harris. They got outside around 5 p.m. 
and the girlfriend, she remembers that she kept hearing noises from what seemed to be Garrett Phillips' apartment, but she couldn't actually see into the apartment, so she didn't know, like, what was happening. Yeah, because the blinds were down, right? The blinds were down, yes, but they could hear. It was loud enough that they could hear, but they ended up going back inside before the landlord arrives to unlock the door. Um, So it is supposed that the only way out of the apartment other than the front door would have been through the window that they would have been able to see changing the tire. So it is so unfortunate that they went back inside before the landlord arrives because part of the reason it's believed the officer could hear someone in there is because they were waiting for what would be eyewitnesses to leave so that they could escape from the apartment without being seen, which they did just that. They left, whoever was in the apartment left without being seen. And it's thought that Garrett Phillips' time of death was at 5.06 p.m., so shortly two minutes before Marissa the the next door neighbor calls the police to report what she had heard Mm -hmm. behind the door. And that is just a brief synopsis of the facts that we have on the case of Garrett Phillips' death. All right, so the first person, really the only real person that the cops looked at in this investigation was Oral, a.k.a. Nick Hillary. He was actually... Garrett's mother's ex-boyfriend, something that makes him different from most of the town, was he was a black man. And he was also the coach of the University of Clarkson's soccer team, the same town that Garrett Phillips and his family lived in. Village. Um, village, you're right. You're yeah, right. It's a village. You Come on, village. I said that uh, in my summary. The village is oh, hot stand. Sorry, I need to make some edits now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So they're, they're going to sue us right now. They're all already. Place. We are the village. Um, he's an army vet, father of three at the time. And the reason he was suspected was because he dated Tanya, Garrett's mother. They not only dated, but lived together for a brief time. But, like, they did not date very long before they moved in together, and then they didn't even live together that long. Kind of crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of problems in that relationship. Yes. She's not the best of men. No, she's not. Then, so, one of the the main issues that the couple had and just this little family had all together was that Tandy's boys didn't really like Hillary because the way he parented was a lot different, a lot more strict than what they were used to. And Tandy also thought that her kids weren't responding well to this new way of life, that they had a tendency to kind of like shut down in response to this, like, the strictness. There's also a speculation that Garrett may not have liked Hillary because he was a black man and that kids in school gave him a hard time about it. Um, the reason they believe this is because they... Garrett had seen a therapist a few times, and there were, like, some notes that alluded to this as being one of his issues. And, though at the time of the murder, the couple was no longer living together for a while, like, after they split ways, and they tried to keep their romantic relationship going, um, even though they weren't living together anymore. But definitely by September before Garrett died, they they were split, and Hillary had returned the keys to... Cyrus's new apartment that she moved into after they lived together. So the night of Garrett's death, Lieutenant Mark Murray of the police department goes and tells Hillary, Hillary of the death. Hillary is shocked and really sad. And then two days later is when Nick Hillary is arrested. Well, sort of. Well, yeah, not arrested. Yeah, not <laughs> quite arrested. He is read his rights at this time. 
but not until much later. So he gets asked to come in to, like, quote-unquote, help with the investigation. Mm -hmm. And he is more than willing to do so because, again, he has no negative feelings for his family. He was pretty close with them at one point. Mm -hmm. And so he has no idea that he is actually asked to come in because he's the police number one suspect. Um, So after spending, like, about an hour in the police station talking to them, he's like, I gotta leave because he has work and responsibilities and things he needs to do. But the police refuse to let him go. And, like, you can see all this in the documentary and... That's because there's actual video of him in this, like, it's not even, like, an interrogation room. It's, like, an office that they just, like, locked him in. We're talking about the documentary, the HBO documentary, Who Killed Garrett Phillips. Just so everyone knows. That is the one. Um, So the police are holding him against his will because he wants to leave. And eventually they do read him his rights. They perform a strip search. They take his clothes, which, keep in mind, this is two days after the crime. He's not wearing the clothes he's committed. If he did commit the crime, he's not wearing the clothes that he did. Right. Right. So, like, there's no point in taking his clothes. It's all just a way to, like, break him down and try to humiliate him. It's just horrible. He has to leave the police station in, like, a hazmat suit. They've taken his keys. While he's being searched and being held there, they search his home illegally. They don't have any warrants. But they did have a warrant for stripping him down and taking his pictures. Uh, No. I the documentary. They, oh, they maybe do, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. did. That's what they waited for. Because they had locked him in the room for a while yeah. before they stripped him because they were waiting for the warrant to which, come yeah, Which the reason I remember is because we were like, how did they get that warrant? Like, based yeah. on what? Yeah, literally nothing. All the, the whole thing is all circumstantial. Which even at best. Because, like, they don't even have a strong circumstantial case. This is the cop's, like, quote-unquote evidence. It's, like, all very circumstantial. Evidence. Evidence. (laughs) Okay. So, to start off with, Hillary's alibi was that from 4.56 to 5.30 p.m., he was either at the home of his assistant coach, Ian Fairley, for at least part of that time, and then at his own home with his daughter for the remainder the little, there's a little bit of an issue with this because both are within a couple of miles of the Cyrus apartment where Garrett was found. But, like, that's just nature of a small town. Everyone, everyone and almost everything was within a couple of miles of each other. Mm-hmm. So what the cops said is that they had two witnesses who saw Hillary a few blocks from Garrett's apartment between 4.43 and 4.45, the night of the murder. Garrett's uncle also claims to have seen Hillary driving from his apartment between 4.30 and 5 p.m. that night. And then um, 48 minutes after the 911 call by Garrett's neighbor, Hillary was on the phone with his lawyer. But stupid, because this doesn't really work in their half. Yeah, because Hillary's lawyer is also a personal friend and former teammate. And they had called each other, but they call each other all the time. Yeah, Mm. calls him the next day when he finds out Garrett's dead, too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Um... They also say that some of Hillary's players on the team he coached um, told police at a practice that later that evening of the murder, Hillary seemed uncharacteristically easygoing, and one of the players was quoted as saying, it was like he didn't care anymore, which mm. is stupid. Maybe he's just in a good mood. I don't know. Who I'm knows sorry. why? Who, why would that be someone's reaction after murdering someone? You're like, I'm not in a great mood. I'm just a little mood. boy. Also, if I don't care anymore, I'm not coming to work. Yeah, yeah, really, though. Last place I care. Um, But anyway, Lieutenant Murray watched... And then another thing that the cops say is, like, evidence is 
Lieutenant Murray watched Hillary coach a game the day after the murder and claims Hillary wasn't walking around as much as he usually did and that it seemed that when he did walk, he had a limp, a quote-unquote substantial limp. But, like, later on, player, like, interviews with players saying he didn't have a limp. You can watch the video. There's no limp. It's... The video that the officer took. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's Lieutenant the Murray crazy part. Being crazy. <laughs> it's the same officer who claimed uh, he had a significant limp. Videotape yeah. this limp that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, and they thought it had some because, like Megan said, they thought the investigator might have jumped through the window on the second story. The killer, not the, not investigator. the investigator. Sorry, I wrote investigator. Yeah, you gotta get in the mind of the killer. The investigator jumped out the window <laughs> for science. <laughs> um, anyway, and then so another thing that was a driving force in pushing Nick Hillary as the suspect and trying to pin this all on him was the new district attorney. So Mary Rain, who I'm pretty sure in the documentary, doesn't it say she was like, she's like totally disgraced? Pretty much. Now, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she is now. She, yeah, and she was pretty incompetent. She was running to be elected as the area district attorney at the time of the Eric Phillips case. Um, and one of her ten polls in her elected was that she promised to bring charges against a suspect. And by a suspect, all of us, the whole town, all knew who she was talking village. about. Justice for Garrett. Huh? The village! Justice the village! Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, at the time, the only one people were looking at was Nick Hillary. And throughout the village... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you There were signs all over the place saying, Justice for Garrett Phillips. And this district attorney also tried to bully Hillary's daughter into changing her alibi. In fact, she she asked essentially asked her the same question thirteen times, trying to get this young girl to mess up her testimony. Gosh, terrible. Which older do you have the one weird fact about that? Oh wait, no. So so it's weird. So his daughter like. The alibi for the part where he's with his daughter is like, he comes home and he's like, oh, okay, what are you going to do for dinner? And she's like, oh, I'm going to make this casserole. It's so specific, blah, blah, blah. At 6 p.m., she texts him and says, what's for dinner? Oh, that is weird. It is weird. Mm. (laughs) It's it's not great. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, teenagers forget. It's not impossible. But it is weird. I mean, in a murder case, everything is like, you know, like you need to get everything in order. Yeah. You be doing stuff like that. Holy smokes, this is a murder case. Holy smokes! smokes. <laughs> Love that guy. The first time Hillary was indicted was for second-degree murder charges early in the afternoon of May 15th, 2014. Anyway, so he was indicted the first time, but then the judge dropped it because he's like, all this evidence is circumstantial. You're railroading this guy. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. So instead of like maybe looking for a new suspect or you know just doing anything else, the new district attorney um, indicts him a second time in January and was he was brought to trial in November. Hillary very smartly waves his right to a jury. Mm-hmm. So smart because he, the ever. whole town has already yeah, turned against him from the start. Village. Village. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, and the judge finds him not guilty. Yay. And so, after all is said and done, Hillary is trying to... I got, I got it right here. I wrote village here. <laughs> he tries... He sues the village and the police, police officers, for violating his civil rights and the unlawful arrest. But unfortunately, like, at this point, Hillary's already lost his job. He's, like, been blackballed from, like, coaching, which is, like, his one dream. Like, that's what he loves, mm-hmm. is soccer and so coaching and all this. And Hillary himself thinks it has a lot to do 
his indictments have a lot to do with him being like one of the few black men in town and also the fact that he was also started dating what's her name Tandy. Tandy. How could I forget that? Yeah, Tandy Cyrus. Tandy Cyrus. One of the village beauties. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, he started dating Tandy Cyrus while she was still dating John Jones. And he was married. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yes, Nick Hillary was Nick married. Yes, yeah, Nick <laughs> Hillary was married. But from what I read, the one article I read said that they were separate at the time, at the very least. I mean, he was still mm, married. So I don't was, think so. They were living together. I don't know. Like, I'm positive that they were living together. But we don't know their situation. I didn't read anything about that. Everything I read said that they were together. But it's possible. I don't know. So, so anyway. It could go either way. Yes. Tandy's boyfriend that she was seeing, John Jones, who we're going to get into more, was white and a St. St. Lawrence County Sheriff's deputy. So, the tables were set against Nick the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, he was the only real um, suspect that the police looked at, but there are other theories, and one of them, Mackenzie's going to go over now for us. So, there is a theory that um, his death was accidental, that it was um, children in the neighborhood, or um, an accidental death from himself. So, the police were interviewing a lot of neighbors around Garrett's house, one of them being a young man named Brandon D. Murphy, who was... Let me see. What, he was 17 at the time of being interviewed. Um, and they also interviewed Brandon's ex-girlfriend, Devin Williams. Or, sorry, Devin Wilmart. And this was a couple days after Garrett's death is when they interviewed Brandon. Um, so he lived in the building next to the building that Garrett lived in, um, 100 and a half Market Street. And he lived with his mother and his brother. And he didn't know Garrett. He didn't have any reason to go over to his house. Um, but he was interviewed because his cousin Amos Singleton was over at the time, and Amos was 15 and he was black. Um, and so there's that statement again that the, the website that I got it from is nny360.com and calls his name... Sounds so fish. <laughs> I know. Calls this guy's name Daniel Carazana. It's Andrew, though. It is Andrew. It is Andrew. So yeah. I don't know what this website was doing. Maybe Daniel was his middle name? I mean, I don't know. So he claimed to see a black man peeking out of the window where the murderer jumped out. And so if it was Amos Singleton, then it could have, that could have been the black man that he saw peeking out. But that guy was a dirty liar. Yeah, but we know that Andrew Carzana was, you know. A little bit of a racist. Yeah. A lot of bit of a racist. Yep, that is for sure. (laughs) And wasn't above being bribed, so. No, he was willing to say whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was. He really was. (laughs) But another thing that people were thinking is that Garrett could have been a victim in a chokeout game, um, which is a game that children would play, and it was really popular in his village (laughs) at the time. I just like, like, I love that. It's so pretentious. Um, but it was really popular. Basically, it, it it's exactly what it sounds like. You try to choke yourself through strangulation or through hyperventilating or there's a couple other methods. They're not as popular. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want anyone trying it at home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, no. Do not. So cry. terrible. But you basically are trying to create a near-death experience so that you have this euphoria yeah. thing going on. It's um, really weird. Real scary. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't support it. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
he could have had friends over that day. He could have even had Amos over that day, and they were playing the game, and it got out of hand, and he died, and then the kids panicked and jumped out the window and didn't know what to do. Which, I have to say, I mean, I feel like if the neighbor heard, like, the scuffle going on, I feel like she would have known that there were multiple teenagers oh, yeah. or preteens hanging out in this apartment. They would have been loud, yeah. I think, to he begin with. known for sure, been like, oh, there's a bunch of teenagers messing around next door. Well, yeah. so if there were more than one person, other than Garrett Phillips, like, there were multiple assailants, I feel like you would have heard, at the very least, them whispering back and forth to each mm-hmm. other, like, oh, well, what do we do? What, what do we do? Is he okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Something. In the documentary, it talks about, this is kind of a stretch, there's, there's a bra next to Garrett's body near the crime scene, and so he could have been using it on himself. And so that could have been a reason that there wasn't anyone else mm-hmm. being heard is that he could have been doing asphyxiation on himself and just screwed up. The bra would have been found on him then. Yeah, it would have been around his Well, neck. yeah. When also, he's, like, killed, like, as soon as he gets into the apartment. There's running down the hallway and then a thud. Like, it's, no, it's he's running. not, like, chilling in the, in no. the apartment. No. Running in the apartment. It's not in the hallway. It's okay. Well, either way, though, it all happened yeah, in yeah. minutes. He's home for, like... A couple minutes. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> not enough to put your stuff down, get a glass of water, and choke yourself with the bra. <laughs> yeah, no. Not enough time. Um, but interesting facts are that between 1995 and 2007, 82 children have died from playing the choking game. That's what yeah, the CDC, um, the Center for Disease Control, that's as many known cases. So I'm there so could happy. be other cases that have happened, but at least 82 children have died from playing that game, and 86.6% of them were male. So, most of them being young men. And it's mostly children between the ages of 12 and 17. The dumb years. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's like that game of, like, it's like a peer pressure type game. So. It really is. So, another possible suspect um, is one that Nadine is going to go over. One that I would, you know, maybe say we feel passionately about. Mm-hmm. The, the, gr- the group of us. Maybe oh. not. Nadine's been turned. Can you tell by your face? <laughs> um, so, okay, so when we started looking into this case and we watched the documentary and stuff, we immediately didn't like John Jones. Immediately. No. We were like, you're a douche. And you're clearly, like, you have some issues going on that it's very obvious. I still believe all that. Well, yeah. Obviously um, a terrible person. Exactly. Whether he did it or not, that's just the, the, the kind of person yeah. he is oh, already. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He's definitely the kind of person that you could easily believe this about. There's no reason not to. He has an abusive nature. He's very controlling. He was very upset about he and Tandy breaking up. Mm-hmm. Like, the when all of this happens um, and Garrett dies, he spends the night with Tandy and, like, they're, like, inseparable. And he has a girlfriend at that point. Yeah, it's so much. weird. Cringy. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's no good. This village um, is... So, yeah, so he, like Amanda said, he's the sheriff's deputy, which also just an interesting, like, thing that I saw, which was that Nick would just show up to the apartment, and that he had been just, like, found in the apartment, and so Tandy asked for the key back at the end of September, which, of yes. course, is, like, just a little bit before the yeah. murder happened. And, I mean, I mean, it's still, she said, he he said, she said sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, There's exactly. no evidence that he did that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Tandy writes this letter, which is a lot of the basis of why you would suspect John Jones. Um, she writes a complaint letter about things that he's done and makes it clear that she is worried about her safety and her children's safety. 
she later recants the whole letter and says yeah. that mm-hmm. Hillary basically forced her to write it, that she just wrote whatever he said, which, who knows? Like, I don't... He doesn't really seem like a very forceful person. Not but, Hillary? Yeah. But also, I do think that sometimes there are certain type of people who just always want to please someone and so they make it seem like they were forced but really they just wanted to please that person and so they're like i didn't want to do it i wonder what tandy's sign is Uh uh-huh i know (laughs) (laughs) i almost looked it up and then i was like not this one not this one (laughs) 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 Um, but i don't i don't know yeah so who knows who she was trying to please was she trying to please nick hillary or was she trying to please john jones john jones by recanting her statement well part of me thinks that both are true Part of me thinks that I could easily see someone who's already just gotten out of a controlling, abusive relationship just going into a new one. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... From the documentary and everything that we watched of Hillary, he doesn't show any of those tendencies. So if he is that way, then he hides it well. Really Um, well. Because, like, with John Jones, you can see it all in his body language when he's near Tandy. Yeah, they're, like, sitting there and he's, like, holding her hand, but he's basically... Like, it feels very controlling the way that he's touching her. It's such a hot mess. Like, they're all so angry in this stupid cheating mess that mm-hmm. they've gotten themselves into. Because, uh, so the first one is on October 6, 2010. Nick writes a complaint about Jones and sends it in. Which, by the way, when he and Tandy write their complaints, he has his lawyer friend look over them. So, I mean, there are phrases, like she says, uh, she's talking about when he... Jones came over to her, the place where they used to live together, and threw her and her son's stuff out, um, and then after it, she says, during the same time period, John sent me threatening text messages to my cell phone as a means of intimidation. And, like, when you read that, you're like, Tandy didn't write that. say this. Yeah, when she talks about it later, she goes, the whole thing was BS. Like, that's Tammy. That's how she speaks. So I do, like, 100% believe that it wasn't Do we know if those text messages are real? I feel like they have no reason not to be. The threatening, yeah. the means of intimidation, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that. Oh, but yeah, so so the first one is in October 6th when Nick files his complaint against Jones. Then Jones files a legal claim um, against Tandy for utility bills and an airline ticket that he bought. And then it's just a little over a month after that that she files her complaint against him. Oh, it's a hot mess. Yeah. They're, they're wild. They're all mad about oh everything. Gosh. Um, but yeah, Tandy, like, talking about it was like, do I wish I hadn't ever written that letter? Absolutely. But I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that she's gone through a lot in her relationships, and I don't know yeah. which part she's being influenced on and which part is real. But yeah, uh, the biggest, like, issue is this time frame is so tight and so hard. This timeline that we're working with, it's all a matter of minutes. Yeah. And so, from two separate things I saw, and I'm not sure which one was exactly right or not, I wish that I had, like, I wish I had the evidence box, that's what I really wish. Um, (laughs) But, uh... Don't we all? But I have two separate things where one of them says that Jones is on camera walking his dog at 5.03, and one says that Jones was on camera walking his dog dog at 5.12. The murder happened at 5.06. Yeah, those minutes matter. So, yeah, so if both of those things are true, then he simply could... I mean, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Um, it would be impossible. I, again, when we watched it, I was like, oh, he definitely did it. He's got all the abusive, belligerent, uncontrollable right. tendencies. Completely believe it. After looking into the evidence, I'm like, I don't know. 
I personally think that the motive for him would be that Garrett, they even describe him, like, they're like a little scamp. I would think that based on the witness who, like, was in the convenience store, um, and says that he, like, saw the two, like, saw both, I would just guess that Garrett probably said some douchebaggy thing. Right. And set him off. Like, I, because Jones obviously has no, like, anger control and gets right. set off all the time. Yes. So it wouldn't shock me at all that he was just, like, having a terrible day and Garrett said the wrong thing and he was like, and it could, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Then he was like, oh, crap. Yeah, and I was going to say. You get a hand, you get a little home, two homework yeah. Simpson-y in there. And yeah. Before you know it, you've crushed the board in the pipe. So good. And then he would freak out then and be like, oh, gosh. Oh, let me get out of here. Screwed this up. Gotta <laughs> jump. The confusing part, too, though, would be that then we'd have to assume that the officer is incorrect when he says that he's hearing the noises in there up until 524. Right. Which isn't impossible, because mm-hmm. it's an apartment building, so it's yes, not impossible. There's a lot of stuff yeah, that he's hearing that, but he's hearing something else. Right. But yeah, so, who knows? Maybe Jones. I definitely think he has it in him either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It wouldn't be surprising. I don't, I just don't think Nick Hillary did at the no. end of the day. No. We have no reason to believe that he did. No, yeah, because they were broken up, and, like, from all accounts, it just seems like Nick was kind of fine with it. I mean, he might have been super okay with it, but, I mean, he helped her move to the new apartment. Yeah. And I just he had a key to that apartment would... for a while before he gave it back. I just like, don't know why he would just murder a kid. She gave him a key after she moved out, into like, and they broke, like, were broken up. Oh. We'll never know. No, so frustrating. There's yeah, just not much evidence for this one, too. There's not. Yeah, especially if someone when... is strangling you, get your nails in there deep. Mm-hmm. As deep as you can. Yeah. 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 Go for blood. There better be blood. Yank some hair. There yeah, do blood. it. Just do whatever you can. Just mm-hmm. fight Leave a trail. hard. Yes. You want breadcrumbs. Yeah, so that was our take on the um, unsolved murder of Garrett Phillips. Um, so we will see you next movie night. And don't forget, there are 159 days until Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye.